0: Welcome to Business Pants. We are Free Float. We are Matt, Ari, Jesse, Damien. Today's podcast Business Pants Corporate Theater. Let me hand it off to our MC and get the show going. Our corporate theater players this week are the extraordinary Courtney Cook, Phil Hawk, Ashley Kutzer, and Mark McGee. Each week, the hard-working crew here at Business Pants and Free Float will rip actual business news headlines from reputable news sources, and hand those very real headlines directly over to our business pants corporate theater company, who will then dramatize and satirize the stories so that the world can finally enjoy, and yes, maybe even understand, the business news. This week on the show, we have a delightful hodgepodge of merriment. We have moms defending their children who have done terrible things. An inside look at the Business Pants Corporate Theater Entertainment Department. And finally, another installment of our very own -er 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 right-wing fear-mongerer-cucker Tarlson with his scrumptious, anti-woke, anti-ESG series called Are You Terrified Yet? Up first, we join Charlton Sucker with another edition of Moms Defending Their Children Who Have Done Terrible Things. Please enjoy.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Moms Defending Their Children Who Have Done Terrible Things. And I'm your host, Charlton Sucker, and let's get right to it. Recently, one Mae Musk... Mother to what some people have erroneously labeled as an entrepreneur and (laughs) an inventor and what others have more accurately labeled as an irritant, a harmful human, and a potential harbinger for the end of days, Elon Musk recently defended her son, asking folks to, quote, stop being mean to him. Yes, this woman is asking people to stop voicing criticisms to her son who claims to be a free speech absolutist. A man who famously purchased a speech platform for four times what it was worth and then sunk it. And yes, this is from the woman who has stated that when she visits her genius boy, her words, he makes her sleep in the garage. (laughs) Yes, we did not make that up, folks. Look it up. Anyway, this week, through the power of history, satire, and looking some shit up on a Wikipedia, we present the most likely fictional speeches of history from moms defending their children who have done terrible things. First up we have Mama Mussolini. Let's have a listen to her try to defend her son Benito.
2: Hey, what are you all a sayin', uh huh? Stop being a mean to my boy. He's ruling Italy. He's doing a good job. What are you saying? He's friends with that Hitler guy? Uh, he's helping him take over the world? He's spreading fascism all over the globe? Get out of here with that talk. Why, I ought stop being so mean to my genius son.
1: And who can forget the lovely speech made by Anna Parshikova, Mother of Rasputin,
3: so you want to criticize my son, my sweet Gregory? Stop being so mean to my boy. He's great religious leader. What's that you ask? Of which sect? Yeah, who knows? But he's great religious leader. What's that you're saying? He's a manipulative political weasel who is ruling Russia through his influence over the czars. Ha! Nothing could be further from the truth. He is simply trying to help rulers and Russia. What's that, you retort? By saying that I am admitting that he has influence over Russian rulers? Stop being so mean to my boy! I heard what you all did to him last week. You fed him poisoned cakes, which did not affect him. Then he drank three glasses of wine that you had poisoned, from which he was signed. Then you shot him, but it did not keep him down. He chased the guy who shot him outside, and then that same guy shot my poor Gregory again. And what's this? He still gets up? <laughs> what are you going to do next? Wrap him up in a carpet and throw him in an icy river? Yeah, I like that'll stop him. Stop being so mean to my genius, son.
1: And who can forget Agrippina the Younger, mother to Nero, Emperor of Rome, giving this a gripping uh, defense of her son?
2: Hey, uh, ciao! Uh, what are you all uh, saying, huh? Stop uh, being uh, a to uh, my boy. Uh, he's uh, ruling Italy. He's doing a good uh, job, and boy, can he play an instrument! Uh, Roma uh, was burning, and he wasn't distracted at all uh, by it. How can you criticize him? And did you hear that in the most recent Olympics, he won every medal? Only a smart boy can do that. What? You think he's a stupid boy? You think he's a dumb? What, like the sort of guy who would pay four times of what something is worth and then break it? That kind of guy? No way, pay Stop being so mean to my genius, son.
1: And if you order now, we have a bonus speech that only just came out this week. Fatima DeVolder, mother of some guy calling himself George Santos. Listen to what she has to say when she hears folks criticizing her son. Who?
2: George Santos? You mean George DeVolder? I, I can't think of anything bad he's done. No, no. He helped build a couple bridges, and he paid for the repairs at 50 libraries in the state. No, no, no. I know it sounds wild, but he, he told me so himself. Yep, yeah, and he also plays piano really well. He can play both Rachmaninoff and Stravinsky piano reductions at the same time. No, no. I mean, I've never heard him play, but, but he told me so himself. He also helped Spider-Man and Superman on the same mission. Yeah, I know. They're from two different intellectual properties, but hey, isn't that even more impressive? Stop being so mean to uh, that guy um, who told me he was my son.
0: Thank you, moms. Or should I say, thank you, mothers. Uh, This next sketch is a very special inside look at the Business Pants Corporate Theater Entertainment Department.
4: We now take you to the weekly meeting of the Business Pants Entertainment Department, Corporate Theater Comedy Division, already in progress, Head comedy writer Budgie Funbag presiding.
1: And then we have Elon Musk slip on a banana peel and fall into a giant vat of vanilla pudding. (laughs) Oh, 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 don't you just love that? I mean, who doesn't like a good banana peel gag, even on the radio?
2: And the vanilla pudding just adds another level of insanity. It's like, like who is a fan of vanilla pudding just sitting around? It's so absurd! Oh, I know!
0: <laughs> Dare I say it may be too funny? I'm kidding! Nothing is too funny!
1: <laughs> I see what you did there! <laughs> Oh my goodness, what fun! Oh, okay. What's our next story? Oh, uh, Oh my, yes, this one this one definitely will take all our powers of funny. Well, what is it, Budgie? Uh, on January 20th, a software engineer at Google was laid off only hours before she went into
2: labor with her second child. Ooh, <laughs> oh my oh God! God.
0: Oh. My my, that is a challenge, isn't it?
2: Is there anything in there we can make funny?
1: Well, how about this detail? The woman's husband, who also works at Google, had woken earlier and heard news of the layoffs. He was not laid off himself, but he checked his wife's email and saw that she was. I woke up around 6 a.m., and my husband was just saying, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I think there's something wickedly farcical about that. Picture this. The harried husband, hearing the initial news about the layoffs, and then running back to his wife's room to tell her, but she's loudly moaning and doing her breathing exercises. And so he runs back to the computer and sees the email that the wife got laid off and makes a sad, aww remark, and then and then sees that, that, that he didn't get laid off and makes a loud, yes, remark, uh, and when the wife yells from the other room, what are you doing? Uh, who are you talking to? To get back in here uh, and then he stammers trying to think of a nice way to let her know and just ends up saying i'm so sorry you just got laid off <laughs> uh, we can throw in a, a sad trombone sound effect or, or even a laugh track no uh, i don't know budgie oh uh, we can make it sound like a scene from a french farce or a or a blake edwards movie those are always funny
0: the woman said she couldn't stop shaking and crying, and she's going through a very difficult postpartum experience. This is a tragic story. Yeah, but the, but that's where the
1: best comedy comes from.
2: Uh, that's true, but, but this one, I don't know. Oh, is there any way we can use her
1: going into labor and Google getting rid of 6% of its labor? Uh, you see what I'm going at?
0: I see it, but it's not that funny.
1: No, no, you're right. You're right. Oh, great Jehoshaphat, this is a tough one. Well, I'm afraid we're just going to have to pass this off to Anoya.
0: Who? Anoya Woe. She's the corporate theater head drama writer.
2: Oh, right. You know, I've never actually met her. I'm right here. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, I love how she does
1: that. Anoya, you're a stitch. A real stitch.
2: What do you want, Budgie? I'm very, very, very busy.
1: Oh, doesn't she just drip drama? She's wonderful. Anoya, we've come across a story for corporate theater that we just can't make funny. Maybe you've heard of it. An employee of Google was about to go into labor. And
2: she was appallingly laid off. Yes, I heard. Tragic. Simply tragic. My writers and I have actually been burning the midnight oil over this. You see, there is a very delicious, gooey, melodramatic core to this tale. Oh, do tell! On the surface... You have the basic story of a pregnant woman being laid off hours before she went into labor. But the heartbreaking testimony of the woman adds another gut-wrenching level to it all. Oh, I'm at my most vulnerable physically, mentally, and emotionally, she said. And every one of those intimate moments with my newborn, I can't fully enjoy them. To her, the devastation of losing her job greatly eclipses the joy of giving birth. There are no details that the news caused detriment to the child's delivery, so we can safely assume the child is happy and healthy. But her focus remained on the job loss. In her own words... What was supposed to be a beautiful and exciting day of labor was overshadowed by all of this shock and terrible news. The eternal battle of joy and heartbreak and heartbreak seems to be winning. It's so wonderfully bleak and downright operatic. In fact, we are currently attempting to develop an opera based on this story. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh,
1: an opera. What an undertaking. That'll be a corporate theater first.
2: And this will not be for the podcast, no. This needs to be performed live, on stage, like a true opera. Can you just see the image of the forlorn mother holding her cooing newborn as she gazes at the child and sings with motherly delight? but then turns her gaze to the husband, bringing the terrible news about her job loss, and her song becomes a dark and joyless wail. It's so Wagnerian. Oh, I'm sobbing already. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for alerting us of this budgie, but as you can see, we are on it.
1: Oh, thank you, Anoya. Oh, a flip of her cape and she's gone. <laughs> she's like our very own Batman. <laughs> well, well, what time is it? Oh, it looks like it's time for our 1.15 coffee cake break. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> All right, after the break, let's revisit the Elon Musk bit. How about instead of vanilla pudding, he falls, falls into a vat of tapioca pudding. No, tapioca is a funnier word. <laughs> Most definitely. Oh, tapioca it is. Alright, who wants some whipped cream on their coffee cake? Oh, I, do. I, oh, I, do. <laughs> I do. I do. I <sighs> do. Me.
0: Before I get to our last sketch, let me once again thank our business bands corporate theater in alphabetical order they are courtney cook philip Hawke, ashley gutzer and mark mcgee thank you our last piece is the return Of our very own cute and cuddly right-wing (laughs) fear-monger... Cucker Tarlson. With his delicious and delectable anti-woke, anti-ESG series called... Are You Terrified Yet? This week, Cucker is warning us about woke chicken
4: you may have seen recently how m m's got woke because apparently candies aren't allowed to be gendered anymore the left wants us to make them all androgynous lumps of diabetes instead of just letting us enjoy a sugary treat in high heels the problem is that While we are all sleeping in this country, progressives didn't stop at brightly colored, vaguely chocolate flavored corn syrup balls. No, instead Antifa has been hard at work in concert with money managers you've never heard of and the Democrats to change everything about the food you once loved. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. I'm Cucker Tarlson and this is Are You Terrified Yet? I'm going to read something to you from a Wendy's Chicken Nuggets commercial from 1995. Dave, the founder of Wendy's, says, Wendy's Chicken Nuggets are all white meat. I see a lot of you order them for your kids, and then I see you eat some while they're not looking. Come on, buy your own. Or this, from a church's chicken, what used to be a family-owned fried chicken restaurant in 1995. For 99 cents, we'll give you two big juicy pieces of fried chicken. Now, if you're a reasonable person in America, those commercials are a nice piece of nostalgia for a time when leftist inflation wasn't driving prices up. That Wendy's meal that was 99 cents is now 2.39 and the Church's chicken will set you back 4.49 today. We have ESG, or environmental, social, and governance policies, the backroom dealings between leftist elites to thank for those price increases. And while that's bad enough, here's something you probably didn't notice. White meat and big, juicy pieces. There was a time when everyone of all races, creeds, and religions could consider white meat to be the best and big to be just fine. But now, even to say it, is to run afoul of an outraged left looking to influence your every thought. Yes, what should terrify you is that the thought police aren't just out to turn us all into socialists, but they even want to destroy the basic meritocracy of our chicken. Let's go back to Wendy's for example. Last spring, Wendy's launched a campaign called Good Done Right to placate the woke leftist investors at places like BlackRock and State Street. The campaign includes the following pledges. To increase representation of women in leadership. To increase diverse representation in management and leadership to drive diversity on the board of directors, to institute an animal care standards program to allow for open pens and less antibiotics. Nowhere in Wendy's Good Done Right campaign did they say that right is better performance for shareholders. Nowhere does it say right is diversity of political thinking. And nowhere does it say right is best tasting food. No, what it does almost say is less white and more of the left. And my favorite part is we're not even allowed to have big juicy meat anymore. Why? At churches, do you know who the owners are? A firm called High Bluff Capital, a firm run by Anand Gowda, who made his money at Metropolis and Company, the company that bought Twinkies and a spin-off of, <laughs> you guessed it, BlackRock. Or maybe because Wendy's new standard of care is to allow animals to roam free instead, where they might likely lose weight, get more diseases, and by my guess taste worse so next time you go to pick up some m&m's or chicken nuggets understand something the left is making your food more expensive less delicious and woker as we speak before you pop it in your mouth ask yourself are you terrified yet
0: We are bored, Sabermetrics, and we will be back tomorrow without this silly voice, I promise. And please go ahead, share this podcast with your pal.